Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Okay, so joining me on this week's episode is a little bit of a YouTube sensation. They've got over 350,000 subscribers millions of views i just want to say a massive thank you for joining me it's chiropractor medicines dr brent binder thank you what? very much sir <laughs> it, it's a, it's actually binder but oh, bit, oh sorry ruined it already it, it's okay no, no no it's it's not a ruin it's it's perfect actually it happens all the time i, I get it all the time as well my name's taylor and i get called mm-hmm. tyler all the time oh really so it's kind of gone past the point now i just, I just there's people at work that still call me thailand i've worked there for five years and i still haven't corrected them <laughs> so like it's, gone, it's, it's gone past that point now of kind of <laughs> <laughs> trying to explain that's awesome man. so your so your first name is taylor yes first name taylor is taylor. taylor james that's interesting so yeah, it's kind of like a James, Taylor. It's my first name. James is my middle name, and then obviously okay. Pattinson's my my surname. Um, okay, but I feel like I've I've just always kind of been known as Taylor James, and then mm-hmm. a few people call me like TJ and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I used to hate it because I used to compare it to the guy from Recess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Do you remember from the Disney Channel Recess, the TV I show? I don't. Uh-uh. Oh, I never no. saw that. To raise it, well, to raise, but I'm probably an adult now, so I probably should stop watching it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> I, I have children; I'll check it out with them. Oh God! But yeah, thank you for joining me. So, do you want to do like a quick kind of introduction as to you know what you do and um, mm. 
kind of how you've now become a bit of a internet sensation <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it still it still feels very humbling and i'm i'm very honored that uh people do watch uh the um the uh, youtube channel that i put on and so you know typically for the last 12 years i've just been a chiropractor and also i've taught university classes and chiropractic in itself is a, a very rewarding uh profession because you're working with people one-on-one and helping people directly with issues, sometimes immediately, sometimes uh, over the long term. And, uh, and teaching has always been very satisfying as well, because you, you see those moments on uh, developing human faces where they, they get something, you know, and, and uh, teaching college is a particularly interesting time because it's, uh, there's a, a sense of identity being formed there. You know, as the human brain is going through its final maturation processes from 20 to 25 years old, um, they're really forming this sense of self um, consciously, you know, it's a, it's the time to make decisions. And so, uh, and so those two things combined, uh, really just, you know, through a weird series of events and, and people just mentioning, (laughs) you know, people just mentioning, do you watch chiropractors on YouTube? And, and people saying, are you teaching? Are you recording any of this? Or is any of this happening? And, uh, and really, I, I just turned, I just started uh, reading comments on YouTube. I, I eventually clicked on a video and I started reading comments and I, I read thousands and thousands of comments just to try to figure out why was people, good. yeah, yeah, what, why are people watching these videos? I, I didn't get it. And then after reading the comments, I got it and then quickly just started designing my channel to be the um to answer all of those uh uh specific reasons that people watch for to relax to hear the cracks to definitely um, you know to to <laughs> to sink into some kind of meditative experience and so i mean um, that's what i wasn't expecting from it um i went through um I'm not going to go into it all, but um, my mom had an issue with her lower lumbar. Like it was Mm -hmm. a, like she was decompression, which obviously led to a series of unfortunate events. Like in my life, you know, she's now um, in a, you know, rehabilitation. She's learning how to do things again. Um, But it took me like to really want to learn, like, you know, why the back does certain things, why the brain does certain things, which, which led me to watching your videos. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it kind of, I kind of fell into this kind of trap where it was kind of, (laughs) they're so like hypnotizing in a way. And it kind of got to a stage where I was actually from something quite terrible happening. I stumbled across your channel and then it is, I find it now, it really relaxes me. I don't know. It's like that kind of like ASMR kind of, you know, feel to it. And it's so relaxing. So thank you (laughs) to be fair. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for validating. (laughs) If, if, if it's therapeutic, see for my, my existence is very obvious to me to be therapeutic. I I exist here to bring relief to people and uh, it just happens to be what I'm good at and what I'm interested in. And so there's an alignment there for me. And so once I discovered that these videos were um, beneficial to people therapeutically, then it it was no, you know, I didn't, I didn't really want to talk in the videos. I didn't really want it to make it about chiropractic. You know, in my videos, I don't ever say, 
this is my practice. Here's yeah. where I'm at. I never talk about chiropractic and um, how good it is and that everyone should get adjusted. It's really just making videos so that people have this, um, this sense of therapeutic uh, uh, the benefit from it. And the, and the ironic thing is, is that, um, you know, linguistically, I am much more uh, centered around waking people up than okay. putting them to sleep, you know, but, but you know, <laughs> put people to sleep. But really, I want everyone to wake up. I didn't want up. to seem rude. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to seem rude, but they, some some of them I have worked with morning. I'm like, <laughs> four videos in, like, what have I got here? <laughs> Mission accomplished then. Mission accomplished. It works. Yeah. It really does. Can I ask, because um, while we're on the subject of the videos, you know, like, you make like this sound in them. It's like a, like a, shushing sound is that mm-hmm. fair to say yes uh, like, like is it what, what what is that like is it just for kind of to help the kind of therapeutic kind of um probably was going with that man like that therapeutic kind of vibe yeah um it depends on when i'm making it and so uh, a, a lot of the sounds come into a uh, to, to create a meditative experience Okay. that uh, very much acts like an instrument. You know, the human voice is an instrument and we're able to make all kinds of sounds just like, you know, the animals in my backyard yeah. are chirping and, you know, they're all communicating. <laughs> it's all different forms of, you know, nonverbal communication. Um, right before I adjust, uh, I make an adjustment, there's a sound that it sounds like shoo. And, yeah, uh, and that's involuntarily, uh, an involuntary sound. Actually, I began making that sound after doing some, you know, very heavy, intense spiritual work. And, uh, and I didn't even know that I was making the sound until I started, uh, making videos and it actually, until someone pointed it out in the comment section. And, yeah. uh, and that's when I discovered I was making the sound and, uh, at that moment, but yeah, but a, a lot of the sounds are very, we could call them uh, tribal in a way, uh, like a rattle or like a drum. Uh, and it's yeah. just ways to bring people into the moment and bring their awareness to their body. I think it, it definitely does that. Mm. Good. Even, even just like, even just like watching it on like the, like the YouTube, uh, the videos, um, it, it really does kind of. It makes you feel like you're there in the room. It's mm-hmm. so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you mentioned like um, about it being kind of like you know, in like relation to like meditation, kind of making those kind of sounds. This is one of the other reasons why I kind of I reached out. It's because obviously, for one, I'm such a huge fan of obviously what you do. But on the flip side of that, like obviously, I feel like you're very spiritual yourself. Mm-hmm. And there was a few questions that I wanted to kind of ask you about, like, you know, when, you know, the feelings of like anxiety and this whole kind of, you know, this, this kind of new world that we seem to be living at the minute mm-hmm. where it's all mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that meditation helps? Like, do you, are you like a big kind of fan of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, meditation is, is my number one tool for sure. I use breath awareness, mindfulness, and, uh, and, and I, and I try to pair that with a gratitude practice, but sinking into my breath and the sensations of breathing and noticing how the um, breath is moving my body uh, is, is my number one go-to uh, number one go-to mechanism, I would say. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause it's one of the things that, um, especially obviously 
going through all these kind of feelings myself. It was something that I wanted to learn about, you know, how people cope when they're feeling, you know, an- anxious or whether, you know, they're feeling kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know at, not comfortable and like extremely vulnerable. So is it something obviously that you'd highly recommend? Yeah, well, there's so many levels, and uh, and for everyone, it's it's different, you know, and um, it it kind of depends uh, on the person. And what I really recommend is that is that people do that self um, self work that yeah. that they can discover what works best for them, and um, and that's really the, that's the sauce right there is is, yeah. is helping someone find what it is, you know, just through dialogue and, and uh, asking certain questions, because the chances are, is that some people already know what brings them that sense of comfort or centeredness and are, are maybe just unaware that they can turn it into a practice or maybe unaware of how to turn it into a practice. And so, so it's a, um, it, it is part of, it's, it's much, more of a function in my daily practice than I ever thought it would be. Um, you know, I knew I was going to be in the medical profession since the age of 17. And, uh, and so I've been learning strategies from all kinds of, you know, and having friends who had mental health challenges and I knew it was going to be a part of my practice. And so I began studying, it started off with Buddhism and, and, um, kind of interest, uh, diving into the concepts of Zen and breathing practices. And that was like the first implementation of this in my own life. And then also keeping that as a tool in my bag, knowing that I would have to uh, one day um, be in a room with someone who had a mental health challenge and wanting to offer them something that was therapeutic. And, uh, and so it kind of grew from there. Uh, the Sufi uh, practices are very much into the breath meditation as well. And so I've, you know, there's so many different practices and traditions that have yeah. breath awareness and, and there's a lots of different ways to develop them. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I began doing these things as, um, to keep them as tools. But then of course, as life gets more complicated, um, they came in handy. They, not, they didn't come in handy, but you know, they saved me in lots of ways yeah. in some of the, oh, wow. in some of the more, uh, uh, trying experiences in my life. I was, I was just like, wow, I already have this tool that I know and that I practice. Um, and so I was able to just really jump into something that, uh, you know, helped in, in a very difficult time period in my life. That's amazing. I mean, this is why I'm especially now I'm going through what I did like, and obviously it's still going through it. I want to kind of explore so many different things. Um, and I think, I've, I've never even heard of breath awareness. So I'm, I'm going to look into that now because if it's something that, you know, if it comes in such like highly recommended to, like by yourself, mm-hmm. I think it will definitely be like, obviously be giving that a go. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you like meditate? How often do you kind of, you know, take that time for yourself mm-hmm. to kind of shut off? Well, I, you know, it depends. It's, it, I have a very solid sitting practice where I do sit for 20 minutes every day. It's usually, you know, with the timer on the pillow, there's always time to just sit and go okay. through the practice. And sometimes it's stronger than others. Sometimes I'm, I'm very deep into my practice and, and I'm, I'm, you know, on the breath, you know, 60 to 80% of the time. 
And, uh, and there's other times where I might sit on the pillow for 20 minutes and think about my breath for the first 15 seconds only, and then just wander yeah. off into waffle land. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so it's, it's, but to have that, to have the consistency is very important. And then there's times where I can sit for an hour. Um, and then there's times where I'm practicing. And the beautiful thing about breath awareness is that you can do it all the time. You know, you can, you can do it while you're driving in the car. Um, it's a very important part of my practice when I'm adjusting people. Um, yeah. And it expands to noticing not only my breath, but the patient's breath. And then like falling into a cycle where we're breathing together. And patients have no idea that I'm doing this. But it's a way to entrain with them. You know, okay. quantum entanglement is one way to put it. Um, quantum entanglement is like the, the deeper interconnected subatomic energetic ways that we're all connected. Um, you know, that's, that's oh, wow. way, we're going way on the scale of the microcosm there. I don't know if we're ready to jump into that end of the pool yet, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, you can practice it anytime, anywhere. Breath awareness is, is always there. And that's the beautiful part about the breath is that, um, if you're paying attention to the sensations of breathing, then you're in the current moment. You're in the present. You're not in the future thoughts of anxiety and your to-do lists and the what's going to happen. You're not in the past of the regrets or the would-haves or the could-haves or the should-haves. Yeah. You're only in the right now. And, um, you know, as John Kabat-Zinn says, you know, the now is the only time that you're truly alive. It's the only time that your life is truly unfolding. The past and the present are just concepts. They're useful concepts indeed, but uh, it's really the right now that has all the power, all the charisma, all the humor, all the beauty, all the love, all the magic. It's all here. That's so true, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's that has kind of took me back a little bit, to be fair. I kind of got lost <laughs> what you were saying there yeah. because it makes so much sense. Yes. No, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. You know, and you know, you, you're bringing up good points too about about now, about the right now in the yeah. in the world. You know, this state of the world, and and uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing that there's. I see a lot of unity happening in the world right now, where we're all yeah. experiencing something together, and uh, yes. and, and even though it's it's a you know, there's so many political aspects in the extremes on one way or the other. And, uh, and those really are, you know, and my comments would just be a drop in the pond um, uh, in that kind of regard. And so I like to really just to focus on something that uh, maybe is a little bit off of the spectrum, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, on the quantum level, here we all are together paying attention to something and, uh, and this is something that's been um, uh, that I mentioned previously with uh, the Princeton egg experiments, where they do global consciousness experiments at Princeton University using random number generators. Are you familiar with this story at all? Did you hear this one? No, not at all. Please feel free to kind of go something yeah, a little so, bit. Uh, um, Princeton, Princeton University uh, did started this experiment in the 80s where they would bring uh, a device, a sensitive device called a random number generator uh, into places where group mind or group consciousness was acting, uh, like uh, concerts or sporting events or high-level CEO okay. churches. And they would put these random number generators in these, uh, in these rooms. 
And the random number generator really only has one job, one function, and that's to create random numbers, you know, sequences of numbers that are not patternized, you know, 18, yeah. 600, 555, you know, just completely random. And they found that whenever they would put these machines into the room, when group mind was active, that the numbers became far less random. Okay, They became predictable and patterned. And so it, it was obvious to the researchers that the, the group mind was affecting the technology. And, uh, you know, this is probably identifiable. It's, 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 it's fascinating. <laughs> and, uh, and so they, you know, now they have these research centers with random number generators all over the world. You know, there's uh, on different continents and, and now they measure Whenever a global event happens, um, they see the effects that it's having on on this network of computers. And so, you know, the first big spike they saw a, a, an entrainment, or we can call it quantum entanglement, or whatever. Um, they when with the O.J. Simpson trial, and then uh, the death of Prince, the oh, death wow. of Princess Diana, and then uh, and ultimately the the largest we can call it coherence. I guess would be the scientific word. Um, of everyone paying attention to the same thing at the same time when 9-11 occurred. And yeah. uh, there's dramatic, substantial, undeniable events happening uh, in to this technology uh, during these events. And so, you know, there's a pat, there's a, uh, there's something very powerful about what's happening right now that we're all paying attention to the same thing. And, uh, and you can see that even here in this country with uh, what's happening with the protests and also with the riots yeah. that, uh, that there's a, a volatility to it as well. And, um, you know, there's lots of emotions and uh, we could uh, mental health uh, issues that we're uncovering and shedding light upon and uh, allowing access to for healing. Cause you know, obviously if, if, there's a wound somewhere, uh, keeping it hidden in the dark and festering away. If it's constantly being picked at, especially a mental health wound, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you have to waffle it, you know, you have to, you have to get it out there. You have to, you have to, <laughs> have to flip it over a couple of times and, and make sure it's, it's evenly toasted and balanced. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of the potato waffle. Ah, myself. okay, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it makes sense. And I think this is what obviously I've said it before. One of the reasons why, you know, the, the podcast has kind of taken off the way it was, because I feel like for the first time in a very long time, I feel like people are listening, like things are changing. Mm. The world around us is changing mm. at the moment. And there's a lot of people finding their voice that they didn't necessarily feel like they had mm. before. And it's now being listened mm-hmm. to, and I and I hope to God the world starts changing mm-hmm. for the better from from this whole pandemic. Because as much as it's a horrible situation, you know, people have lost their lives, but there's a lot of people concentrating on themselves potentially for the first time mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So I hope you know to try and take a massive positive from such a negative situation. Yeah, that's really beautiful. <laughs> we shall mm-hmm. see i mean these things kind of don't tend to last long before something else kicks off but you know this 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 year has been a, a bit of an eye-opener i think across mm-hmm. the globe 
Yeah, good. I'm. I hear you. I. I feel like it's uh that there's the the potential for change is there, and you know it's 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 really not really a potential for change because change is the only constant in life, and you know we're guaranteed things are going yeah. to change. So it's what kind of change is going to be implemented, and so you know the easiest things. You know, my personal formula for that is, um, I vote. Uh, I vote with my dollars as well as vote for politicians. Uh, I pray yeah. and I work my ass off and, and that's just the, that's it. It's all, you know, that's the Gandhi be the change you want to see in the world. And so, you know, more Definitely. so than, you know, using like, I, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to make a YouTube video about what I think about the, the happenings because that's, it's, that's not really what I'm good at. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, Instead, I'll just use this time period to make those internal changes. Like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world, you know? So it's, it's a time for, um, it's in this country to see the, uh, the racism, um, uh, as a topic, the topic of racism being brought to the forefront again, you know, it's not the first, you know, obviously this is being, this is something that's growing in the consciousness that there's a need for more awareness of. And, uh, and I, and I, and I really think that in the hands of the younger generation, um, things like racism are just going to become, uh, less and less mainstream. I just feel like it's, there's enough people, there's enough awareness, there's enough conversation. And I feel like social media is a brilliant medicine for something like racism because uh, yeah, I, I just don't feel like the younger generations have that same kind of, it, it, it always, at least in my own personal perspective, I always saw racism as being something that was old. You know what I mean? Like it, I could see. Yeah. It, no, I agree. Good, good. Yeah. It, it just never, in my consciousness, it never made sense. It did. It didn't feel like it made sense to any of my friends or anyone who was around. Like it was, it was almost like, why are we talking about this? It seems like it's not even yeah. really worth talking about because it doesn't exist. But then that's the beauty of social media is that it shows us how much it still does exist. And then the awareness of it is, is necessary again, to shed the light on it so that there could be healing. It is. I, I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm, I've got a younger sister who's, you know, she's been out, she's been like, you know, protesting. She's been using her like Instagram platform to kind of, you know, you know, find like, like putting out links to like where you can donate, where you can, you know, use your voice in the right way. And I feel like if that was happening in when I was in kind of school, I don't think it would have had the mm. same impact. So I definitely agree with that kind of younger generation that, they're it's going to get to a stage where they are going to be listened mm-hmm. to because you know they are not going to be stopped until you know their their voices mm-hmm. are heard and you know for me like the whole racism topic and like racism in you know as a whole i just think it's a massive kind of waste of time it's just i just don't understand why you know it's, it's the same with kind of like homophobia like how you kind of how it could affect mm-hmm. you that much like someone's you know whoever they love whoever you know the color of their skin like it, it shouldn't matter mm-hmm. at all like I, I, I just i just think it's a massive waste of time and then there's people who kind of like fight against racism like you know saying like you know this is you know those comments that they make and it's just like if you actually educated yourself in terms of you know why it was there why it happened why these people are you know are raising these points um you know it's 
it's I don't know. It's I got probably I'm not qualified yeah. to talk about yeah. it in the slightest. But I feel like it's you know, it there's a huge education piece. Um and I feel like once people are educated, I feel like there will be a change. I mean, I couldn't sit here now and say, you know, this is how you, you know, adjust someone's back. This is how you, you know, you do this, that and the other, because I'm not yeah. educated in it. So I, I can't, I don't feel right sitting yeah. and having an opinion on it. Yeah, but you, it, it does. I, I hear you, but it also, it's, it's, <laughs> you are qualified to give your own experience. As a matter of fact, no one's more qualified to give your True. experience than yeah. you. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you, you have that same sense of humility. I identify with it that like I, I in, in my small circle of family and friends, we didn't experience racism. And so therefore was, we're just not aware of it. And, and so yeah. to, to take the humility of that, like I wasn't subjected to it and that I'll probably never understand. Although uh, I, when I went to Columbia in um, 2017, um, I definitely experienced what it was like to be discriminated against, you know, as, as, as the gringo. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, and, and it wasn't, it's not politically incorrect to call someone a gringo to their face. You know, they would just bl- blatantly refer to okay. me as the gringo and uh, you know, and, and, <laughs> It, because my Spanish wasn't extremely, you know, I wasn't, I'm not fluent in Spanish. I just know a little bit to get me around, yeah. but they understood that as well. And therefore, you know, took liberties in humor to, uh, to, again, to discriminate me. And, you know, it was all in fun for the most part. And, uh, I never really felt like my life was in danger in, in those moments when I was being discriminated against, but, um, but it created a sense of um, empathy in me to where like, even though yeah. I'd never experienced racism and obviously as a, 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 a white person, then um, having growing up in America, the experience is extremely limited. So um, it was, it was created some balance inside of me. And, and I guess balance is the key word when we're talking about global changes now or, or even yes. mental health and coping mechanism and, Balancing, you know, from the microcosm of the neurotransmitter level, what's happening in your brain. It's all very important when it comes to mental health challenges and the macrocosm of, you know, how the sun and the moon uh, balance each other and, and interplay with each other to create day and night and the seasons and changes in weather um, and how that affects mental health with seasonal uh, depressive uh, seasonal effectiveness disorder. And so there's all these levels in between that I, I feel like your podcast and, and all the mental health uh, podcasts out there are um, create a, a lot of value for people who are just trying to seek that thing. You know, they would find, they want to find that thing. They don't, it, there's, isn't even a word for it. They don't even know what they're looking for. You know, it, it could be motivation. <laughs> it could be empathy. It could be um, relief. It, whatever it needs to be, but let's just keep the conversations going and explore Definitely. all the middle grounds between uh, the micro and the macrocosm because you know there's so much to be had there. Uh, I know with um, you know if we're talking about neurotransmitters and mental health challenges, then a discussion about gut health is very important because um, many neurotransmitters are created in the gut. And are directly yeah. uh, are a direct result of what your diet is, and so you know that 
huge believer in that. Like I thought that that's such a huge thing. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and that's a whole conversation in itself. You know what I mean? That's an entire podcast. And, um, and, and just like <laughs> exercise is an entire podcast and, and some people find running to be meditative where they just drone in to the pounding of the feet on the page, kind of like a drum beat, you know, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. It just yeah. brings you into that space. Some people fall into the, the trance of their breath while they do yoga and, and that's their exercise. And some people go to the gym, which I'm sure there's a, a beautiful sense of camaraderie at gyms and, you know, people are all showing up to do the same thing in the same place. And so it brings like a, yeah. a brotherhood and a sisterhood, which is also very good for mental health. And, uh, you know, and, and diet and exercises are two big ones. I'm sure that, um, you know, uh, people also are, uh, we've talked about this before, kind of exposing things like addressing addressing your traumas yeah. is also very important when it comes to mental health. And Ooh, that's such yeah. a huge one as well. Like it's it's something I'm really throwing some kind of research around at the minute is trauma. Um, because obviously I went through such a huge traumatic event and now it's kind of I want to learn from it. I want to know why, you know, not why it happened, but like kind of like why, you know, we react the way we do to certain things. And because I completely underestimated the impact that trauma can have. So hence why I'm kind of now on this kind of bit of a kind of like journey, if you like, to find, you know, you know, with breathing exercises where they might help me, you know, calm down a little bit, you know, yoga, for example, you know, there's so many things and so many options out there. And I feel like now, it's the time to kind of while I've got the time to kind of find what works. Yeah, absolutely. That you're, you're searching and, and that's uh, the search is a beautiful part of, of humanity as well, because uh, on the balance to trauma is wisdom. You know, it's the, you know, it could be when yeah. you transmute that balance, like you said, you're searching for this, this end result. What's you're looking into it, that research and, and knowledge applied uh, becomes wisdom and uh and that's also an interesting part of human wow. uh this human desire to grow and expand and build and to connect you know it's it's very much like nature i have a a, a plant species uh, banisteriopsis capi right now in my room and it dies once it grows too big for its pot there's many plant species out there like you have to continually repot them and give yeah. them more space or else they will die if their roots don't have a chance to grow. Um, and so that human desire to grow and expand and connect and build also has a balance. We have to balance that with rest, just like in nature. Um, we have to balance it um, with um, contentment. You know, the, you know that, that desire to grow and expand could also go veer its way into like a workaholism, you know, being a workaholic. And so yeah. contentment and rest are very important parts of balance in, in uh, mental health and mental activity itself is very important for mental health. And some people drop into Sudoku and, and they, you know, they do puzzles or crossword puzzles and, um, 
or just being stimulated by YouTube. <laughs> I mean, like you just you could listen to Alan Watts or Neil deGrasse Tyson or you know any astronomer, yeah. historian, mathematician, TED Talks. You know, there's thousands upon thousands of lectures, and and people are are I believe are starting to really drop into critical thinking and asking questions and more so than just being, you know, I feel like that's the one thing in school that never made sense to me growing up was we're given this paragraph to read and then we're given questions and there never really seemed like anything intelligent was happening in my mind. Like I just, I'm basically just regurgitating here. There's no, there's actually, yeah, exactly. There's, saying what there's they want no to hear thinking kind of involved. Thing. There's no yeah. question asking. And so that kind of critical thinking, which is important for mental activity, also has to be balanced with sometimes pleasure and enjoyment and, and the sensual experiences of life and just not having to overanalyze and overcriticize and ask questions. Like sometimes you can just be with, uh, with some flowers and how they smell or how beautiful the sunset is. And so you know this this um this balance um with no matter what topic we're looking at you know cuz you can over exercise you can you can overeat you can over sensualize which guilty, one guilty of that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're overeating <laughs> definitely not the over exercise <laughs> you know and, and and food brings us such comfort too and there's a reason why when we're when we're dating you know, we go out to eat or after a funeral, we go out to, or there's, um, you know, people gather and share food and, uh, there's just a sense of comfort, you know, when you're with people that you love or people that you want to love or whatever it is that we just gather around this eating thing. And so, you know, it, it, it becomes important to. That makes sense. Actually. I've never, I've never, I've never thought of that. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's an amazing. You know, there's no it's there's no um, coincidence that most major world religions have rules about eating, um, because it's a it's it's a very sacred thing. I mean, you're turning liquid sunlight energy. You know, the sun comes down and grows vegetables, and then we yeah. eat them. It's it's literally energy from the sun that our bodies transmute into energy, so that we can do all these, so that we can do the growing, expanding, building, and connecting. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's an alchemical wow. process. <laughs> it's a transmutation of energy. It's life, you know, it's this, this whole thing, all this spinning of galaxies, billions of years of preparation, all coming down to these moments when we eat food and, and, um, and maintain energy in order to do whatever it is that we're here to do. And so, um, it's, so it's easy to overeat because it's such a primal process, you know, you, you've got to eat and so being able to balance that you know understanding the ratios carbohydrates proteins fats vitamins minerals how much water you're drinking i mean that's why i said that's a whole podcast in itself and and again just like the exercise some people run some people do yoga some people would thrive off of carbs and feel better and some people are doing fantastic with no low carb diets or whatever it is and so that all contributes to someone's mental health because how your body feels affects how your mind feels. It's kind of like the reverse of psychosomatic. Psychosomatic is, you know, how your mind feels affecting your body. Well, all those pathways in the brain are, are two way roads. Uh, all the neurological pathways um, are, it goes the opposite way. And so just like breathing is a meditative experience, breath awareness, body awareness is a meditative experience, and that's called posture. And 
it's very, very obvious to me that sometimes changing my physical posture uh, changes how I feel emotionally. You know, can go from tired to alert just by sitting up straight. I was going to ask you, it's, it's quite weird that you, you brought that up at the time you did it, because um, it was one of the questions I was going to ask you is about, you know, like there's this whole kind of thing where a lot of people are working from home at the moment, they're sat mm-hmm. in front of their laptops, computers, um, and, you know, some of them, some people don't have, you know, like their office chairs. I was going to ask for your advice, to be fair, like how you can kind of keep, you know, a conscience like effort you know, looking after your posture whilst working from home? Well, it's, uh, it's uh, an awareness that you uh, first is, is important just to understand that it's not going to be perfect all the time. Uh, the, I feel like the best thing yeah. uh, or the most optimal is standing. I feel like the standing workstation, ones that go up and down so you can sit sometimes. Um, yeah. Standing is ultimately much better for the human body than sitting. Sitting is relatively recent um, in the evolution of, uh, of the hominid. And so I feel like um, the standing workstation and standing probably 50% of the time is different for everybody. But, you know, generally speaking, you know, if you can make it 50-50 and sit half the time, stand half the time, stand on a soft mat, knees slightly bent, um, elbows and shoulders at 90 degree angles or just elbows at 90 degree angles, then, uh, we're going to be in a, people are going to be in a much better, um, space physically as they're doing all this homeworking. And, uh, it's actually just going to be temporary. You know, it's probably, we're probably within five to 10 years of, you know, holographic screens appearing right in front of us. So it's just, we're really not that far away from (laughs) from it all just happening inside the lens of your glasses or your contact lens. And so, you know, it's, if, um, yeah, it's going to be a moot point in, in just within a decade for sure. Uh, I don't like to make pr- predictions very often because I don't like to be wrong. And, uh, yeah, it's just part of being vulnerable, but I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly confident as I see some of the technological developments occurring that, um, we're going to be pretty far from a, a conversation about posture and seated desks, you know, within a decade. So, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, huh? You heard it here first. <laughs> I just want to say you heard it here first on this oh, podcast. Man, it's so much pressure. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm into the standing workstation. I feel like that's the best, and and uh, it's the the awareness is the important thing because maybe not everyone can go run and get one of those, but like just sitting up straight and not slouching forward, not letting your head hang forward, those are, are fundamental. And, uh, is a, there was a, a medical doctor, um, let's see, it was Roger Caddy. Now this is Roger Caddy. He was the, um, he won the Nobel prize for his, his work in, uh, he is doing very oh, wow. important research in, um, consciousness, the brain, neurological networks, those kinds of things. And, and he said that 90% of the energy in your brain, uh, is used to devoting uh, is devoted towards keeping your body upright in the gravitational field. That's ninety percent of the glucose that your that your brain is burning, and um, and the more distorted that your posture is, the more energy that has to go into it. So now you're using more than ninety percent energy if your head is hanging forward or if you're slouched. You know, head over your shoulders over your hips is the most balanced. Again, is, is the theme here, I guess is. Um, 
And so the more balanced your posture is, the more balanced the neurological activity to maintain posture is. And, uh, and if you're using more energy just to keep you upright, that means you have less energy available for things like thinking or digesting your food or solving a problem or making a baby or making bread or whatever it is that your body needs to do or healing a disease. You have less energy available for that because your brain is just wasting uh, wasting time, wasting resources on just trying to keep you up straight. So it's an incredibly important topic. Wow. <laughs> I was listening to all that, trying to like perfect, yeah, reposition myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but it's, sure it's all I'm about self awareness, and uh, that self awareness is a huge part of mental health, I believe, too. And yeah, it's for me, it started with um, horoscopes and like numerology, kind of like the esoteric, you know what I mean? Like, but then I found things like wow. Myers Briggs and the Enneagram, you know, a little bit more scientific, analytical ways to reveal aspects of yourself and uh and recently um the most recent in my life was probably learning about the love languages i don't know if you've heard about the love languages um the i haven't but my my, i have a cousin who is very into this kind of thing who i'm learning quite a lot maybe she's heard about it as well um so what was it? Love languages? What was the, it kind of? So the, the love languages are basically like, kind this of, is the way that we give and receive love. And uh, there are five love languages okay. and they are physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, uh, quality time. And what's the fifth one? I can't find it right now. I'm looking at my girlfriend. What's the fifth one? Hold on. Let me say him. Let me say him again. Um, physical touch, <laughs> physical touch, uh, words of acknowledgement, quality time, acts of service. Oh, and gift giving is the one that I forget. Cause that's the one that I'm the worst at. And, uh, okay. and, uh, and these are ways that we give <laughs> and receive love. And so, um, like for me, it's incredibly difficult for me to receive gifts and, um, and, uh, Yes, I feel like that's such a thing, though, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm completely agree. Like, I would prefer mm-hmm. to go out and spend money on someone else because mm-hmm. I, I hate that kind of awkwardness of kind of receiving a gift, and it's kind of like, you know, like I feel like there's so many emotions like run through your head. Like, you know, do I mm-hmm. smile? Do I like, you know, what if I don't like it? What do I look get? Do I, do I look like I'm, you know, not appreciating this? Like, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a horrible thing to go. Yeah, through. I hear you. Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of work there. It's it comes down to uh, worthiness. And, um, and, uh, for me, it does it it, feeling worthy enough to receive something like that. And so that's, yeah, it's, it's a very important part of, um, the love languages and also relationship compatibility. I mean, relationships are another huge part of mental health and, um, and compatibility within relationships or even just friendships. And it doesn't have to be um, romantic relationships or even just friendships, but understanding these different ways that we give and receive love or understanding different parts of our personality with Myers-Briggs, you know, whether you're introverted or extroverted, um, you know, and, and even some of the horoscope things have, have been amazingly accurate for me in my life and my relationships to try to determine compatibility and, um, and whether or not, a relationship is is toxic or medicinal and um 
and that's it. You just, you can find different parts about yourself and then you can recognize these things in other people. And that helps you choose relationships that are, are more medicinal for you than, you know, and that all, it all stems from that self-awareness, you know, the awareness of your posture, the awareness of your breath, the awareness of your words is an incredibly powerful practice. And one thing I teach with my children, I constantly reiterate is, is like using the words I hate. You know, I ask them, do you, do you really hate this? Like, yeah. do you, let's try to understand what hate is before using such a powerful word that has such a high vibration, you know, or a low yeah. vibration, depending on how you look at it. But, um, you know, cause the words are, are manifestations of thought. You know, you have, th- you have emotions and thought manifesting out into words and behaviors. And this becomes the character of life that you're playing all the time. And, uh, and so therefore the awareness of words is just as much important part of that practice and, and self-awareness. You know, if you really start listening to the words that you use, you get an amazing picture of who you really are. This is incredible. I could literally sit <laughs> and listen to you talk about this all day. Like, I feel like it's just, it's just speaking to me, like, on so many different levels. And it's kind of, it's quite, I feel like it's it's happening at a very nice time because there's, like, quite a lot of the stuff that normally, like, I'm, I'm not understanding this. But I feel like from kind of, like, the research that I've been doing recently and kind of, like, just kind of been so much more open-minded, um, it's, I think it's incredible. I honestly you've given me good you know, yeah. homework <laughs> to do that i'm going to kind of go away and look into this now because you know it is like i said earlier like all part of this kind of journey of like you know finding mm-hmm. out like what works for you and you know what you enjoy doing and so i'm so glad that you agreed to be on the show because and i and i, I know for a fact like you know some of the listeners are going to take mm-hmm. just as much away from it as what i'm going to yeah, so I'm awesome, man. Thank, really thank you. For, thank thank you. you. I feel just as appreciative to, <laughs> um, to be able to uh, demonstrate the hard work that I put in over the years. You know, that's it's all this really is is um, one of uh, uh, you know in the self awareness uh, self awareness practices. I discovered that one thing that I do really well is memorize things and then repeat them in ways that are maybe easier to digest or even memorize several different things and put them together in a new amalgamation. You know, it's like, um, you know, taking ideas and it's like idea sex and then you have an idea baby and those, those idea babies like procreate and populate. (laughs) (laughs) So, Wow. <laughs> That's be, I was not expecting you to say that, but it makes sense. It yeah, really we're just con- sense. And we construct reality around us, you know, and, and even not on a quantum level. And, you know, quantum is still a whole nother topic that deals with how thoughts manifest into reality. But even just on a basic mechanical level, you know, how you think, like, I'm going to go garden today. And then you go garden, you know, you, your, your thoughts lead you into behaviors. And so um, becoming aware of all these new ideas is, is populating the, um, the existence that we're making for ourselves right now. So, so the, I'm really glad you, um, 
Yeah, yeah man. Really I, you know, it, it, it felt right to me. I don't know. I've, I've, it, it felt right to do. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. It's, there's always a, uh, a benefit to serving. It felt like a service and, um, and spiritually, and I guess that really is the, the only thing that we really didn't jump into yet. You talked about a little bit in the beginning, uh, but really, uh, the, but spiritual health and mental health are highly interrelated as well. Yes, this is, that's where I was hoping to go with that subject with yourself. Cause I feel like I've got that vibe just from like your Instagram and kind of like your videos that you're very, very spiritual. And I was actually going to ask when it comes to like mental health, obviously I feel like they do, like you said, they, they, they do kind of go hand in hand. And I feel like what is finding kind of like what works in terms of, you know, what doesn't matter what kind of level of spirituality you're kind of leaning towards, you know, you've got this, it's like you said, like a, like a tool to help you, you know, whether it's anxiety, you know, whether it's like, you know, emotional or anything like that, there's something there. Yeah. So like it's, it's really interesting that. the way that you framed it a couple of times um, with some of the words, like you said, which way are you leaning? Well, I'm, I'm not leaning I'm balanced. you know, coming back to the, where is it at? And, um, and like, oh, like tool, okay. for example. And so I try to maintain a caution and not jumping into my spiritual health just to uh, achieve the illusion of order in my thoughts uh, because I believe that's almost I, yeah. I believe it's pot- a potential place um, for spiritual fanaticism to live because if you're not balanced and healthy emotionally and then you dive and you put all this energy into a um, into a spiritual perspective it could morph the way that that spirituality presents itself and it could become something very radical and very unhealthy wow. and now that being said if someone is mentally unhealthy or if they're facing a mental health challenge and they dive right into a um a spirituality that keeps themselves centered and keeps themselves balanced then obviously that's for the best and i would you know that's that's the best for them it's the best for right now and uh and and for myself i am really just trying to so this what i just said was really just my own practice is to maintain a balance and knowing that my spiritual health really lies in um in seeking something higher than myself and also knowing that 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 ultimately that that higher self is as a piece of me, that intelligence that twirls the galaxies and big bangs and white holes and black poles is, is the same thing as <laughs> um, powering my, uh, my metabolism to break down food. So it's the same intelligent process in there. And so seeking that um, intelligence in humility and to serve that intelligence um and then also just to be okay with the process of life, you know, a lot of religions will call that faith, you know, or, or, or trust, um, just yeah. having that being separate than my mental health, um, you know, in, in times of anguish or in times of challenge, anxiety, whatever it is that I'm going through mentally and emotionally, um, 
I'm 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 surely going to be working on that mentally and emotionally. I work on it with the the this coping strategy of breath awareness, being in the moment. You know, I don't dump into like I'm going to you know overly spiritualize a situation right now without objectively looking at it because that's just not my reality. Um, and uh, and I feel like yeah. again that's where or maybe a, a sense of radicalness can possibly exist. And so, you know, ultimately there are, you know, religions that people or spiritual practices that are, are beautiful when you're practicing something in, in the way that it was intended. And, um, and, and there are many options out there. And I feel like there's, the potential for new options for people too. I feel like there's again, with more ideas and more um, existing on this planet, I think there's always going to be a need for new options to express spiritual health along with their mental health as um, along with their mental health. So, uh, so I'm open for, for building and for idea sharing and for people to be able to communicate these things on social media and to identify what works for them. And so everyone's here on this journey together. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that most people are working on something. And if you're not working on something, that's also perfect and beautiful too. But um, the people who um, are in my immediate circles of friends and family, the people who are coming to my practice, the people who I communicate with in social media, it seems like just like this coronavirus and this global pandemic is that we're all working on something together. And sometimes that, that thing that we're working on is just life, you know, yeah. it's just being alive with um, in itself can be an existential crisis. You know, what are we here for? What is actually happening? We're just on this rock spinning through outer space and like, why, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, and, and that weighs a little, a little bit more heavily on, on me than I think it does most people who I've experienced and communicated with, you know, it's even just looking into the mirror as is someone existential or like you kept like, like in this conversation, you kept pointing out, I'm glad that you went there because I had that question already. You know, it seems that we, you know, from the very beginning, this yeah. is part of quantum entanglement. We're just being able to connect and vibrate. And so once I start shining the light on these kinds of things in my own life and then putting words to it, I find that, there's only so many words that you can say. And then after that, you have to figure out something yeah. else to do. Mm -hmm. it, just, it just makes so much sense. I, I think it's so like well put as well. And it's quite, it really just like kind of like paints a picture of like a lot of the questions that people probably ask themselves. And now they're kind of, you know, they're hearing someone else say them. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, I thought about that. So now it's kind of just, you know, moving with, you know, whatever kind of, you know, and going on that path, what's right for them. So I, I think it's incredible. Awesome, man. Good. I'm glad that you're doing really it. I do. appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> the time today. No, I thank you so much for, for jumping on. Honestly, I, I'm such a huge fan as it is. So it's, it's very weird hearing your voice having a conversation rather than like the YouTube videos. But, um, 
one last thing do you have any kind of mm-hmm. wise you know wise Man, words that's that so much pressure yeah on? uh-huh so much pressure yeah <laughs> I feel like you're a man of yeah. words, and I feel like you know you've got a lot of experience and kind of. I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said about like the homework. I feel like you've given me something to kind of go away and think about, and I know for a fact some of the listeners will as well. So I thought let's end on yeah. a little bit. You of know, a high, that's the thing is that some um, final wise words. The highs of wise words and and quotes really are are temporary, and uh, you know it's. It, you really have to find it within. And so there's really no words that I can create that are as powerful as the, the internal sensations that exist inside of everybody. And so I would say that everyone now is a great time to, to go within, turn off the technology, even if it's just for a couple moments, a couple breaths, whatever it is, go within and find it within yourself. <laughs> thank you that's beautiful yeah <laughs> i loved it <laughs> now, thank you so much for joining me today there we have it another episode of the waffle shop podcast a huge thank you to my guest this week dr brent binder of chiropractic medicine if you haven't already make sure you go check out his youtube and his instagram as always if you're liking what you're hearing don't forget to hit subscribe and i'll see you next week Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. 
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.